Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 361 from February 16th, 1997, a Sunday night show. Tonight the guests are the peer counselors from Teen Line. Now with this episode, we have a partial fan recording that's been around for a few years. So now we have secondary confirmation on the date of February 16th, 1997, and we have the show finally in full for everyone to hear. Engineer Brett is filling in for Engineer Mike, and they reference the other fill-in engineer, uh, Michael Cooper. They go back to talking about their engineer, Mike, Mike Duke. Uh, he's apparently up in Seattle taking care of some business, some love business as Adam calls it, with his gravel hauling girlfriend. Adam thanks the fans for sending in some fudge, and jokes about them packing the fudge as well. And Adam goes in depth on bringing Goldfinger out on stage at the Whiskey after Loveline wrapped. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter, at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast one there as well and podcast1.com the home of all your favorite podcasts mahalo and get it on the following program is a podcast1.com production <sighs> two Three, four, welcome Love with adam carolla and dr drew would you sleep with sick women i may be pregnant but i'm still a man spank the unruly ones it's indecent it's vulgar it's blasphemous you're gonna ride you you can't stand up come on come on let's go down all right all right keep your Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Uh, okay. <laughs> we got a new engineer. Come on, Brad, I need the point. There you go. Oh, he does, he, isn't Brad the guy that just gives you the... No, uh, Michael uh, Cooper. Oh, that's right. Not the basketball no. player. Michael Cooper, the engineer gives the uh we have a uh it's a who's who of engineers here on love line it's a rotating cast of retards that comes through the engineer booth there and uh engineer mike tonight is out uh chasing some tail i guess he oh, has that really? gravel hall and girlfriend that lives up in seattle and i right. guess he's up there taking care of some business oh, well, yes okay. doing a little paving of his own hey let me say thanks to jim Susie, and jack kinsman who sent us about 12 pounds of fudge here yes and about 800 questions for you to answer here. Oh, really? All right. All right. Well, we'll get into that crap later. Thanks for the fudge. And uh, for the people that put the fudge together, bake the fudge, the fudge packers, thank you to all of you. 1-800-LOVE-191 is the phone number. 310-854-4455 is the fax number. Tonight, our guests are the uh, peer counselors from Teen Line. Is that right? Correct. And these are... Uh, well, they're just that. They're peer counselors. This, this is part of the Condom Awareness Week uh, focus we're having. Oh, isn't this Condom Week over yet? No. Yeah. Just started on Thursday. I'm sorry. Friday. Friday. Yeah. Huh. All right. Let, come on. Let's make it Condom Day, for Christ's sake. Get some rock stars in here. <laughs> All right. Don't everyone give me the puss. Uh, what I want to say before we got started. Oh, uh, last night, uh, went to the whiskey and brought out Goldfinger. You did? Yes, I did. How'd that happen? How'd that happen? After we were done uh, doing the TV show, I went over to the Whiskey and brought out Goldfinger. Wow. And they said, uh, I said to the uh, folks at K-Rock, the mother station here, I said, listen, I'm working the entire day Saturday. I'm real tired. I'm real tired anyway. I really think I have that well, yeah. Epstein-Barr virus or something. <laughs> I have chronic lethargy. I really need to get more excited about life. Because and I, I really your, love Goldfinger. That's your breeding. Yes, I come from a, a long line of slackers. Yeah, so you're you're, you're stretching. Our uh, the the family, the Corolla family crest, mm -hmm. is a uh, food stamp with a cot and a beer crossed in front of it. 
we would go into battle many years ago that, with that emblazoned on our shields. <laughs> All right, yes. Uh-huh. All right, the, All right, the point is this. Uh, I love the guys, and I love the Goldfinger, yeah. but I said to the folks who begged me to go out there and bring them on because it was a last-minute thing, what time is the band getting on stage? And they said, 9.45. Be there at 9.45. And I said, I will, but I'm not going to be there before 9.45. I'll be there at 9.45, and I'll gladly bring them on stage then. So at 11.30. So I got there at 9.45, and I said, when's the band? The band ready? And they go, band's probably going to come on about a half hour, maybe 45 minutes. I said, uh, why was I begged to be here at 9.45? They said, well, most bands don't like the DJs bringing them out. They don't like that much. So what we're going to have you do is we're going to bring you up, uh, say, about a half hour before the band comes on. Say hi. Talk about uh, Goldfinger in in sort of relative terms. Perhaps they'll be wandering by the uh, venue at some point. Reminisce. And then leave. And then, you know, 20 minutes, a half hour later, Goldfinger will take the stage. I said, this is recalculous. Those boys love me. They would be honored to have me bring them up on stage. I get no respect in this town, Drew. Oh, yeah. So anyway, uh, make a long story short, I went back there. I saw Simon and uh, John and Charlie and Darren. Uh, we had a uh, basically a big dry hump fest up there, a couple of beers. I brought them out. They rocked, and uh, it was a good night. I ended up hanging out and watching it. Mm, okay. All right. So um, you're tired. hi to the Goldfinger boys. Thanks for keeping your priorities in line. <sighs> All right. I was just uh, insulted that they would uh, assume that Goldfinger didn't want me to bring them out. I said no band that comes on this love line would pull this crap. And ever since you've had uh, like uh, a, a podium to the country here, you're <laughs> yes. a little sensitive to criticism. Thank you. Do you notice that? Yes. And I speaking, want, I want uh, let that. me read it. Yeah, I'm sure. Just uh, leave it on my machine. Uh, speaking of criticism, uh, here's a piece of email from uh, last week I didn't get to. Uh, Adam, this comes from uh, Kate. Uh, on, a, on, <clears throat> on a recent show, you brought up your appearance on the Lisa show. Apparently, this was a frustrating experience. You want a monkey with it, or can I keep No, I got, a, I got one from Deprecate, too. Oh, you did? Yeah. What's your say? Uh, but I could not help but noting that you described one of the other panelists as a big chocolate oh. mama uh. who had written some book. I was very disappointed that you would use those particular derogatory terms. Rather than criticize her book or her words, you used her size and her race to convey your low opinion of her. That is racism. No, it's not. It's a description, and this is effing radio, you moron. At the risk of alerting the anti-PC police. Is there such a thing? They're on you. That is also uh, size and weightism. You often claim to be the defender of fat women, and yet you often make derogatory jokes about them. I hope that uh, if uh, ah yes, I hope Drew was successful in his efforts to get you back into therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. Yes, I bet you do. Let me tell you something, I, Drew. I've been kind of serious about that lately. All by right, the way. let me tell you the the day the comedy dies is the day the sanity comes in. Do you understand? I, I kind of do. So I'll be up here getting in touch with my feminine side for two hours, and the ratings will drop right out of the bottom. Please. Last thing you need is a sane host. All right, Drew. Uh, we've entertained uh, so producer Ann long so enough. You just, ready that to go? was a description of that woman. And by the way, um, it's, you, you kind of have a thing like Don Rickles does. You, you make fun of things that you that you think is ludicrous that people would take serious 
and actually be be uh, judgmental about. You know what I'm saying? You exa- you exaggerate. What am I trying to say? Well, I'm not a racist. No, not in my heart. So that that enables me to do whatever I want. But I'm not an a hole, and that enables me to be an a hole at times. You know what I mean? I'm here to entertain. I'm here to agitate. I'm here to have a good time, and I'm here to give a an account and a description in my own words. This was a three uh, hundred pound black woman. I called her a big chocolate mama, and that is not a derogatory term, at least in my book. It may offend some. That's your business. She's I don't nice. think she'd be offended if I called her a big chocolate she mama. She was a nice lady. No, she was a nice lady. Nothing wrong with her. That is uh, as quick a description as I had of her. All right? All right. All right. Carla, 20, you're on Loveline. Hi. Um, how are you guys doing this evening? Good. Okay. Um, I just got engaged last night, and um, now I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. I mean, I'm not sure if I was supposed to do something for my fiancé now. I mean, am I supposed to get him a ring? Or is, is you can get a wedding ring if you want, but no. You, you, now you plan an engagement party. Plan, to announce, plan to announce it to everybody. Have, a, have an engagement party. Oh, you do? You don't have to. Have you can an just, engagement party? If you don't have to, you can just go get married. When yeah, he, okay, but I mean, like, you know, I mean, we're supposed to do some planning, like wedding planning. Um, I don't know where you're supposed to get all these stuff to plan. What do you do, knock you up? What? You pregnant? Yeah, planning to get married. Are you pregnant? Yeah. You are? Is that pregnant? <clears throat> Am I pregnant? Are you pregnant? No. Okay. No. Okay. And uh, so why do you want to marry you? Oh, come on. <laughs> why? <laughs> well, I mean, you guys are a little bit young, right? You're 20. Yeah. Don't you think that's a little well, young? No, um, it really depends on the person. I mean, you have to get to know that person better. Right. How long have you guys... It really depends on the person. I mean, I'm, I've, um, you know, matured much faster than a lot of people my age, and that is true. How old is he? How old is he? He's 27. And uh, how long have you guys been going out? Well, I mean, we've Just been... How long have you been going out? For about four months. Four months. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty quick. I'm sorry for being rude, but you, you tend to meander a little bit when we ask you direct questions, so I thought I'd just pounce on you that time. Oh, no. Uh, no. All right. So, you, you know, talk to your mom. Where's your mom? My parents are really happy for me. I mean, they... No, no. Hey, stay with us. Stay a- with us. Answer, listen to the question and answer what's asked. Talk to your mom. Perhaps she knows something about this marriage procedure. Well, um, oh, I mean, I'm not sure she'll know or anything. I mean, the way she got married with my dad, she... They, they just got married through drugs. Carla, All right, there is a there's a Carla. giant industry out there just waiting to to swallow you up. Oh. Magazines. It's, oh. it's, I I am so I got to tell you something. I am so offended by all these wonderful marriages. Excuse me, wonderful weddings and crappy marriages. Right. It's just unbelievable. I, let, I Carla, if, if you don't want to do anything special, if you don't know what you're supposed to do, have a good relationship, have a great marriage, make a firm commitment to each other, and uh, get in front of somebody with authority to marry you and get married. Right, uh, that's, like a and, captain, and, and, and yeah, yeah, and have have some people around you whom you care about. That's a great way. But listen, if you want to find out about all this crap, you go down to the newsstand, you grab uh, one of these new bride magazines or something, it tells you what dress to get, and um, uh, probably has some protocol section you could bone up on. Don't get caught up into it though. All right, it's huge. All right, all right. Brian, eighteen, you're on Loveline. Hi, hey. Adam, Doctor Drew. Brian. Hey, um, my question is for Doctor Drew mostly. Um, a couple days ago when I was with my girlfriend, we were having sex, and I used, I'm not sure what the actual term for it is. It's like a cock ring. It's basically just a leather strap with uh, Velcro. Beautiful. It goes around the penis. Uh-huh. And um, 
when I got up the next morning, I noticed uh, there were I had broken some blood vessels. Sure. Um, first of all, is that usual? Was it just too tight? I, I frankly, I worry about those things. Doing exactly that. You Caught put me. it around the base, right? right? Right. And how long did you leave it on? Until we were done. Okay, how long did you leave it on, you moron? Do you remember at TV Twenty yesterday? minutes. Remember yesterday? What is everybody? Listen on TV. And, what, and, and, and why is he in jail? A uh, parole violation? Oh, I see. <laughs> yesterday we had, we had I had one direct answer out of a weekend to treat. Remember that? What was it? I, I asked a woman, is, is there alcoholism in your family? She said yes. And, and I, I got to say, we were flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely flabbergasted. It's like, yes. Oh, God. A straight answer. All right. Enough of the inane. Brian. Yes. Uh, so you left this thing on about a half hour. Right. And, it, and you may have yanked it a little tight. I mean, you're kind of screwing yeah. with your system yes. when it's like, all right, I mean, let's pick any other part of your body. Let's okay. pick your head for an example. Okay. Why don't we take a noose and put it real tight around your neck so we can keep all the blood up in your brain, like if you're taking like a big test. That way you could keep it all up in there without it circulating through and, you know, going into other parts that you're not using at that particular time. Or even your hand or your finger. You, you tourniquet that. Okay. It's going to not do good things to it. Right. Uh, I, I think you'll be okay, I though. think you'll be okay. I always worry that people are going to get tears or rips or have problems with their erection functioning later after they, you know, they stop using these You're devices. Are talking about prolonged use? Yes. I, I just, I, I, they just worry me, that's all. I mean, I, I don't know, I haven't heard of stories of it being particularly dangerous, but I, I, it just concerns had me. Had you had a problem in the past, Brian? Pardon me? Had you had a problem in the past with this? No. That, that was the first night I used it, actually. Right. But had you had a problem that would uh, facilitate you using this? Require you to use it? Uh, actually, yes. I haven't had... I had Valentine's Day was the first night I had sex with my girlfriend again. We haven't... I haven't had sex for like a... What was it? A year, almost. Well, because you've had difficulty with an erection? No. Because, uh, actually, I'm in recovery. Okay. All right, but Mike. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, he's been he's an addict. So he's right. had trouble with erectile rectal function. All right. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yes. Okay. Oh my. For Lord. the for, for the first because I sobered up in November of '95. Yeah. Um, and I just wasn't functioning regularly. Okay. Right. Right. So the answer would be yes. And, yes. and that's that's routine for for recovery and use to have trouble right. with sexual functioning. That's all right. All right. So Brian. Yeah. Uh, this thing left a left a hoop mark, and uh, that's a little scary. Right. So take it easy with the thing. I, I don't think it's going to kill you, but you never know. And uh, you, it's a very delicate instrument, the penis. It is. Uh, yeah. It is not a pick. It's more of a seismograph, and you do not <laughs> want to be screwing with it all the time because. 20 years will go by, and something's not going to be working because there's some scar tissue and some residue left over from some device you ordered from the back of jugs when you were 19. And, and that's not the way you want to go through the rest of your life. All right? So uh, take it easy. All right. Use it sparingly. All right? Yeah. Lo lo it's a very sensitive uh, plexus of nervous tissue, in fact. I mean, anything that damages nerves damages there. Even cigarette smoking damages the blood supply and the nerves. Alcohol certainly damages the nerves down there. Right. And men are worse off than women. They are. Yeah. Men, men, men's system is actually more delicate that way. Why is that? I, I don't know. What a cruel joke God has played on men and their members. Well, and those alcoholic men typically get sexual dysfunction, and alcoholic women don't. David. Hello. Well, there's a lot more involved with men having sex than women. There really is. There's a, lot, there's a performance factor. I know you women can't stand this, but come on. A woman just has to be game. David. Hello. Yes. How you doing? Good. 
Um, Dr. Drew, I was I heard you talk a few times before about the um alcoholic gene. Mhm. And um I, I didn't know quite exactly what you said because I didn't hear it that long, but um what what kind of person can get that? Uh the child of an alcoholic. If if right. you, if one or both of your parents are alcoholic, then there's about a 50% probability you can get that gene. Right. And um, uh, the kind of things you look for is some momentum with alcohol and a more of a rewarding effect from alcohol than maybe some of your peers. The other thing alcoholics a marker for being an alcoholic is being able to tolerate the the motor intoxicating effects of the alcohol. The, the alcoholic males, particularly those that can sort of drink their friends under the table. Right. Yes. Right. You may have a lot of effect on judgment. You may have personality changes, but you still can, without having motor difficulty, easily drink your friends under the table. Right. You can tolerate the drug. Right. Um, well, neither one of my parents were alcoholic, but uh, both of my dad's parents were alcoholic. Okay. So, so there's a, so there's yeah. So there's a possibility your dad carries the gene, even though he hasn't actually manifested the disease yet. And it fre- frequently will skip a generation in that fashion. A child growing up amongst alcoholic parents are so affected by the alcohol they never touch it, even though they carry the gene. Then they give birth to alcoholic kids. All right. So uh, it, it's good good to get a bit of an early diagnosis so you can uh, choose your path a little more carefully. Yeah. All right. Anna, thirteen, you're on Loveline. Um. Hey guys. Hey. I love your show. Loving you, baby. I know. And Dr. Drew, if I was a 30-year-old yuppie, I would be so into you. <laughs> so, I think that was a compliment. Thank you. I yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> um, I have a repenicillus question. That's another word you can use. Repenicillus? Yeah. Yeah, that rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. Hold on. Let me write that down. All right. Got it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm 13 years old. And I was going out with this guy, and I lost my virginity to him. Mm. How old was he? He's 14. Okay. And a half. All right. Oh, all right. That's different. That's in 13-year-old years. And <laughs> that's true. Go ahead. Okay. And um, we broke up because it wasn't really working, you know. And um, he wants to have sex again, and I do, too. You do, uh, you do too. Yeah. But, yeah. but Anna, what, what is your intention in doing that? Uh, police. No, 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 no. What? I know where you're heading. I know you know where I'm heading, but let's see what Anna says. And I will try not to prompt her, okay? Um, well, like, well, we just both have a lot of sexual energy. You know, we can't get rid of it. Okay, so one hits that you want to have sex. What else? What else? Why with him? Um, because I guess he was the first guy. Well, he was the only guy. I and so it's safer to be with him? Well, she's used to him. Used to it. It's safer. Yeah. What about the relationship and the loss of that relationship? Well, we're still pretty good friends. Do you want to be back with him? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm... <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to answer it myself. Oh, boy. Hey, it's a first here on Loveline. Drew's answering his own question. Uh, do, do Drew, you... you would make the uh, worst scoutmaster in history. You would say, boys, we're going this way, and they would all just scatter. You cannot lead anyone anywhere. You Not... have to know the reverse psychology. Your right. kids are going to be uh, drug addict, homosexual, uh, Satan worshippers. Drew, please let me intervene when they be- when they get right. uh, then they when they get that age. It's very scary that I'd have to have you intervene, but all right, right. that's what it takes. Whatever it takes. Uh, Anna, do you want to be back with this guy? Um, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Do you think he wants to get back with you? No, not really. Okay. So, so you understand that if you have sex with him, you, you, that longing to get back with him is probably going to be uh, thwarted. You're not, you're not going to get back. Yeah. He, he just wants to have sex. And I'll probably well, here's what it's going to do. 
It's going to satisfy his uh, carnal lust, and meanwhile, you're going to dig in a little deeper. Right. You, you know That's what I mean? That's his job, actually. You'll what? No, 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 Andy. You're emotionally, emotionally, you're going to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. What's okay. up with you, Anna? Uh, nothing. You want to start gambling on her? No. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. All right. No. Anna, because yeah. where are your folks? It's one of these. Things. Um, they're upstairs sleeping. Uh huh. Yeah. You all right? Yeah. All right. We're going to leave now, Anna. Okay. Drew, you didn't buy Anna. Mm-mm. Why not? Just my gut. Your gut? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not, nothing wrong with Anna. That, that's part of the problem. Nothing's wrong with her. I, I can, well. I mean, she's trying to be funny and all, and that's, I think, about all she's trying. I got a little weird vibe off Anna. Kim, 20, here oh. on Loveline. Hi, Adam. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hey. Um, my question is that I'm 20 years old, and I have never had a serious... Um, relationship with a guy, and the only ones that I have had have been um, secret and physical, and I just, I really feel bad about this. I feel bad about myself that I've never found someone Why have they been be secret? Why have they been secret? I really have no idea. The guys are meant to kept it secret. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, some of them have had other girlfriends, okay. and some of them, I'm not even sure why. Somebody else is on your phone line, too. No, they're not. Okay. <laughs> Okay, hello? Now no. they're not. Yes. All right, Kim. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you suffer from a low self-esteem. You're, you're dating guys you shouldn't be dating, guys who are already in other relationships or just uh, embarrassed by you for one reason or another, and you're were willing to sort of tolerate it instead of asking for what you really wanted, what, which was intimacy and, a, and an exclusive relationship. All right, so uh, we won't concentrate on the guys. We'll just concentrate on you and try to figure out why it is you don't feel good uh, good enough about yourself to ask for what you want. And why the men have to be emotionally unavailable. Right. What, what, is that, where does that pattern come from? I, re- I mean, I really have no idea. Um, I, I have had low self-esteem for a long time. I'm, um, I was an overweight child, and I'm still overweight now, and I've been made fun of a lot my whole life for okay. that. Okay, okay. All right, and as I've said, and uh, even to the, uh, the the naysayers, the people say I make fun of the overweight people, this is one of the most difficult uh, situations a young person could ever be brought up with, uh, being overweight. It is a very cruel environment we live in, and uh, it's going to ruin you. Well, I mean, it's it going to— could. Sp- if you let it, it could. It's it's gonna affect you if yeah. you if you if you don't have a skin that's uh, anything thinner than a gator skin. It's gonna affect you in a serious way. And and you you, you know what, I, what was it about your relationship with your family members that, that prevented you from developing a higher level of self worth? Um, my relationship with my family has been great. Been okay. I mean, they've always been real supportive of me. Okay. All, All right. right. How's your weight now? Um, I'm still pretty overweight. I mean, not. I mean, probably like twenty pounds. I'm not huge. Right. But I still. Um, I just I feel unattractive. All right. Well, as long as you feel unattractive, then you're going to you're going to act unattractive and you're going to make the moves of an unattractive woman which is getting involved in sort of compromise sub-healthy yeah. relationships. So you have to work on feeling better and then you'll choose better guys or you won't put up with the a-holes in life yeah just focus on not putting up with the a-holes that's the bottom line no i would say focus on doing things that made her kim feel better about kim and then she could go out and select guys uh and and not not get screwed over okay all right now when we come back we'll have the uh, peer counselors in here from uh teen line and uh check into all that good teen stuff i don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans 
Shenanigans. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Shenanigans. Chips, dips, chains, whips. Shenanigans. High school orgy time. Think about buying off me right in the back. Well, we live in a time of new technologies, and with every technology comes new needs to protect yourself. I mean, when we had developed the automobile, insurance came along with it, the need to replace tires. Well, now we have the Internet, and we do everything electronically, which is precisely why I have LifeLock Ultimate Identity Theft Protection. We live in a world where everything, bank records, all connected, sometimes even stored in a cloud, but make no mistake about it. Identity thieves are smart, and they are professionals, and they know what they're up to. Not even the police can stop these guys. Sooner or later, some restaurant computer could be hacked, and your personal information, account numbers, even your passwords, even your social security number could be there. The genius of LifeLock Ultimate is that if some crook tries to use the info on LifeLock Network, LifeLock is on it, relentlessly protecting your name. Look, you don't need to change your life. You just need to protect yourself with LifeLock Ultimate. Visit LifeLock.com. Enter the promo code ADAM, A-D-A-M, to save 10% on your LifeLock Ultimate membership. That's promo code Adam at lifelock.com to get the special 10% discount. Bill Goldberg here, and whether it be the NFL, whether it be the WCW or the WWE, I have met a myriad of interesting individuals. Spend an hour with me on Who's Next with Goldberg and listen to the likes of Tony Stewart, Terry Crews, Chris Daughtry, Sean Merriman, Clint Black, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and many more. Go to podcastone.com, podcastone.com. All right, more Love Line, 1-800-LOVE-191. That'd be the phone number. Here'd be the fax number, 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. He is the board-certified physician and the addiction medicine specialist. And uh, tonight, in honor of uh, Condom Week, I don't know, what, what, what does this have to do with Condom Week, though, actually? What do you mean? These right. guys, these, That's good radio, Drew. No, these, these, guys, these guys counsel young people about issues related to their medical problems that often surround their relationships and sexual behaviors. We're speaking about teen line. Right. And uh, what, Scott Zorn is uh, the outreach coordinator here. And, and Scott, why don't you just give a, a basic overview of uh, teen line and, and how it works? Okay, thank you. Uh, teen line is a helpline for teenage callers to speak to other teenagers that have been trained to take their calls. Uh, people call for a variety of reasons. Uh, we are open from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. every single night of the week. Now, that's Pacific Standard Time. And we have an 800 number that works in California, and we also have a 310 number that works all over uh, the United States. We, what people do is they call in from other states, and we can return their call. And our l- listeners can talk to the callers about their issues. So they don't get charged for the uh, toll? Well, they'll, they'll get charged if they call out of state for a moment. And then when, when we return their call, we'll take care of the cost. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to get those uh, numbers out? Yes. Thank you. Oh, yeah. well, I'll give them out. Uh, the 310 number is 310-855-HOPE. That's uh, 310-855-4643. And uh, that number is good from 6 p.m. till 10 p.m. That's correct. Pacific time. So uh, let's just hope you're not screwed up at 1030 right. because uh, <laughs> you got a little wait. Well, if someone calls after that hour, we have a referral source. Oh, okay. And uh, the other number is... 
I thought maybe I could charm myself into saying it. I, I don't have it here. <laughs> oh, is it here? It's, I gave it to you. Come on, Scott. The number for California. You got it. It's 1-800-TLC-TEEN. And uh, I, actually, there it is. That's uh, 1-800-852-8336. Now, do you have to be a teenager to call this uh, number? Yes. Yeah, right. And uh, how do you verify that? You just if the guy's voice is cracking, you go, <laughs> "All right," or if it's like a retainer-related question or something like that. Actually, then they qualify. Well, basically, if we have people that are not teenager teenagers, we'll refer them to another hotline or right different number. But Although, you, you just go off of uh, you just take their word for it. You ask them how old they are mm-hmm. when they call. Right, uh, right. Theoretically, they're honest with you, and you take it from there. Right. I right. mean, we will take calls from people that, you know, are 20, 21. We also sometimes will get a parent that will call for a, a teenager's point of view, but often right. we don't get involved with that. Yeah, because we have a lot of people in their mid-30s who listen to the show that really emotionally are 15, 16, and I think they should qualify. I don't, uh, I don't think a therapy should ask to see your ID. <laughs> All right, now let's. Uh, so we have our teen counselors here who are uh, Natalie, Ross, and Ada, and uh, Ross. Hmm. You, uh, you're the man of the bunch, even though the girls are bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the, uh, that's the beauty about being a guy. And how old are you, Ross? I'm 15. Although, uh, I could pass as 11, I suppose. Yes, yeah. yes. You'd get into Disneyland for free. Yeah. I think uh, they pay you actually. Right. Uh, now, Ross, what is a typical call that you may get on on any evening? It ranges a lot. I mean, it will get a. A lot of them are relationship calls, you know, like, uh, my girlfriend just dumped me, my boyfriend just dumped me. And they're, they're, those are the most common calls, mm-hmm. but they, they'll they kind of stem into deeper things. You know, like someone might get upset initially about a relationship, but it'll tie into something that's going on at home. Or, right. You know, so then we get calls uh, about drugs, abuse, um, suicide. Now, if you have a call that, let's say, um, where the authorities should be alerted, mm. uh, what do you guys then do at that point? Uh, well, if it's if it's an abuse situation, or right. someone you're talking about like someone who's someone's calling up. They say uh, they think their uh, s- their stepbrother is being molested by their uh, father or something like that. I mean, we what... we'd ask them if they want to report that, um, you know, so, so, and uh, take down the information and report it to Department of Children's Services. But do you guys have any obligation, like uh, like a social worker or a school teacher, to report certain situations? Uh, no, and the, I mean, basically, we only know what someone's willing to tell us. Mm-hmm. So, if they're willing to tell us the information we need to report it, they, they're willing to I think report that, it. Point, you guys don't have really a therapeutic relationship with your callers. You're just sort of explicating and clarifying things, educating them. Is that right? right. Yeah. 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 And uh, do you think they appreciate speaking to uh, peers? I mean, other teenagers? Well, yeah. Sometimes they don't trust us necessarily, um, and then at uh, first because they, they're a little skeptical about what a teenager is going to be able to do for them, and at the same time, when they see that we're for real, it, it really comes through. And, right. You know. And you're there to help. You're not just looking to score, Ross. <laughs> a little bit of both. You <laughs> know. Okay. You know. All right. Hey, uh, the Lord helps those who help themselves. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you guys uh, use some of your uh, peer uh, counseling expertise as we uh, go through the. Uh, Peers here on Loveline. Steve, <laughs> here's a peer for you. Steve, 35. Oh, Adam. Hey, I think you blow out Howard Stern. You should have your own show. Oh, yes, I should. Well, perhaps if Drew gets an accident. And I just wondering if uh, Richard Blade and Poor Man are still with K Rock. Uh, Richard Blade is. Okay. And I heard Jed the Fish. Uh, All right, please. <laughs> what the hell is this question? 
What did it say his question was? You want to ask him? His girlfriend is 17. All right. Hey, Steve, do you have a question or yeah, you just want to ramble on about K-Rock? Okay, when I moved out of California, uh, moved to Arizona, uh, my neighbor was 13 at the time. And I live in a fairly small town, so we've run into each other over the years. And I just kind of put it in the back of my mind. You know, I really didn't want to get involved in that. And we just keep running into each other, and then we started kind of hanging out. I really I didn't want I mean, I, I'm totally baffled. What? Why an involvement of any time, any type, would cross your mind as a 32-year-old with, with a 13-year-old? Well, at that time, it didn't cross my mind. I, right. But it did cross your shorts, right? You thought about it. I mean, you may not have, but, but your loins did. So, you know, we haven't took it that far now. I wouldn't do that. Uh, what are you doing? At this point. We're just, we just hang out. We really get along. You You're know, just she, helping her study for the SAT at, and stuff? No, she graduated at 15. You know, she's a sophomore. In what do you do university. for a living? Pardon? What are you doing for a living? Oh, I'm in construction. Yes, yes. These are the guys I worked with all those years. These are the people you're leaving alone in your custom home. in your house with your uh, teenage daughters. Listen, Steve, I don't know what your question is, but the answer is no. You understand? I just wanted to get a second opinion. I think a lot of it's culture conditioning. You know, we really Steve, get along. We have a lot. That of is BS. That is really to- mature. Listen to me. That is total BS. That there are neurocognitive stages that people have to get through that maybe you didn't go through in quite the same time frame that this girl is going through them. But it, it is something that it would, would halt her, her development and adversely impact on her. Okay? That's why there are laws to protect young people from this sort of thing. Do you guys have any opinion about this? I, I just think they don't. I don't know. I mean, I think, I think you just got to consider the big differences that go on. I mean, every year when you're a teenager, you know, and... I don't know, but, but you, what do you guys think? Ross, you take an older woman, though, wouldn't you? Uh, sh- I sure would, but I don't think an older woman <laughs> would take me, you know? <laughs> yeah, what do you think, uh, Natalie or Ada? I think, yeah, I agree. You, he would you, want an older woman, but would well, you really want any older woman uh, that would take him? How old are you, Natalie? I'm 16. Uh-huh. And uh, you wouldn't go out with a guy who was in his 30s, would you? Maybe I would if it was, you know, Brad Pitt, Dave Navarro. <laughs> but, right. But, you know, if if they were willing to go out with me, I don't think that would be the type of stable person that you'd want to see that is my point that is the catch 22 of this stuff if there here's the situation we get these calls all the time if a guy's 35 and you're 17 and he's seriously pursuing you in a relationship sort of way he is inherently flawed it's catch 22 (laughs) there has to be something wrong with him because he's going out with someone who's half his age this is truly when groucho marx aphorism holds true uh, you could not be a member of a club that would have you as a member. Right. The, the, re- the guy is pursuing you, therefore there's something wrong with him. Yeah. I, I truly believe that. And I, I know once in a while it works out. But no, I'm just I, playing the odds. Yeah. No, I mean, not that big a difference. Just, uh, just once in a while. Chris, 22, you're on Loveline. Oh, uh, yeah, this question is for Dr. Drew. Yeah. Um, besides being an alcoholic and a person with a pretty bad anger problem, mm. I got um, a real bad case of ADD. And um, I've heard a lot of um, stories about it as far as riddling. Not if you're an alcoholic. What's that? Not if you're an alcoholic. What do you mean? You do not take riddling if you're an alcoholic. Okay, well, I don't take it now. I used to years ago, but I'm not taking it. 
Uh, my question to you is, what do you think is the best uh, remedy for it? Recovery. What type of recovery? Therapy or? Okay, alcohol recovery. Okay, well, I'm going to AA right now. I have 24 days of sobriety. Okay, when you've got about 6 to 12 months under your belt, a lot of the ADHD symptoms will settle down. The process of recovery... Attention deficit disorder yeah, we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, can help you with some of these symptoms. Now, having said that, um, if indeed that is not sufficient, some of the serotonin reuptake inhibitor drugs are helpful. There's a drug called clonidine that can be sometimes helpful. Uh, but the stimulants that they use in children and in young adolescents are completely off limits for you. All right. How authentic is this ADD, or is it just it's, another it's, excuse for people that can't uh, I mean, take there, notes? There is probably a, a small, small cohort of adults that actually have this. But if they also have addiction, which is usually the case, they should not be taking stimulants for it. On the other hand, Chris was treated with stimulants when he was younger, and that is totally appropriate. And, in fact, the, the treatment with stimulants, even if they have an alcoholic predilection, Treatment of stimulants in childhood tends to decrease the risk of addiction or serious forms of addiction later in life. All right. Uh, Drew, sell the hell out of the next call. Uh, here we uh, go. Hold on. Uh, uh, teens, mm-hmm. I want you to, uh, you guys may grow up to uh, have lucrative careers in radio. I want you to hear uh, what not to do on radio. Go ahead, Drew. <laughs> be be a good example. wants to know how long he should wait to have sex with a girl. Okay. Right. Scintillating. It is, always. I began to float up and away from my body. Uh, lady, you better get back float. here. If you're not here when Love Line float. returns, they're going to be pissed. Float. 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 Hey, this is Dr. Drew. Is your computer running slow? Well, my clean PC can clean it up and speed it up today. Now, you might be asking yourself, how did my computer get this way? So frustrating, right? Well, opening infected email, attachments, downloading music and games can slow your computer down. Over time, running these programs can cause junk files, internet clutter, processor, and hard drive errors all to build up on your computer. MyCleanPC can help. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and in minutes, you can get a free computer diagnosis and find out what's slowing down your computer. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk internet clutter, and even remove viruses, and MyCleanPC is guaranteed to increase the speed of your computer. With MyCleanPC, there are two easy steps to speed up your computer. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to optimize your computer performance. Go to MyCleanPC.com today and find out what's slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. Clive Barker, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Uh, yes. Yeah, thanks for turning my mic on, Ever. It, now, did you notice he said Adam Carolla? Yes, I did. Play that one more time. Could you uh, engineer Brett? Why? Why is it so? Because it's interesting. This is Clive Barker, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. <laughs> right. Now, let me tell you about these damn English. And I, I, first off, I love Clive Barker. Yeah. I thought he was one of the best guests we've ever had on this show. Yeah. Uh, fascinating man. Yes. Uh, but here's the situation. I had a, my, my stripper girlfriend. I'll hold your ears, uh, teen counselors there. We're getting into some adult uh, topics here. My stripper girlfriend. Best sex I ever had, Drew. Just looking at the kids. Need some counseling, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, you're picking up on that. <laughs> My stripper girlfriend was from Hounslow in England. 
And uh, she had a big, thick English accent. And she would say, we were living in Santa Monica, which was uh, Santa Monica <laughs> to her. But here's the thing with the English. They take every damn word that ends with an E-R and they put an A at the end of it. Am I right? They call uh, water, water. Right? But as soon as they get the opportunity to use their precious little A, like a name like Corolla, they drop the A and they put the R at the end of it. Now, what is up with that? Uh-huh. That is passive aggressiveness, Drew. <laughs> Please. Because either you have a uh, predisposition to putting... I understand if you put an A at the end of everything, that's fine. But when the A is actually there... But why do you flip-flop? Now here's the A. Here's your golden opportunity. You think they'd go... You think Clive would say, with Adam Carolla? But it's Adam Carolla. <laughs> what is up with that? I don't know. I have to find out the answer to this. No one can give me the answer to you know, this. It's the Bostonians do that, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Uh, Left over from when the British were living there. <laughs> absolutely. The British polluted Boston. Thank God they didn't get out to California. All right. Uh, we're here with, with Adam Natalie. There you go. We're here with uh, Natalie Ross and Ada, all peer counselors from the um, uh, teen line. And uh, people call or let, let, let them tell you about in. what their training is, too. Yes, I was going to get well, to that. we train for 13 weeks, and basically we go through everything from suicide to birth control to STDs to pregnancy, you know, all that good stuff. And we also have to, after that, we have an observation period. We have to take a test after that that says, you know, we're ready to take calls. Right. So they don't just hand us a phone and say, hey, you know, you know take go calls. Go to it. Right. Right. And uh, have you ever had any irate parents call in and, and criticize the advice you gave to a teenager? Um, that's never happened to me, but I don't know if that's happened on the line. I think I might have heard that when some other, like, her daughter ran away and she was calling to, I don't think she was blaming Teen Line, but she was wondering if Teen Line told her daughter to go somewhere, gave her any numbers. Right. She had no idea where she was. Right. And you guys, uh, we were talking during the commercial, you guys get real familiar with all the different forms of birth control, correct? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is the best thing about this teen line. Really. Stopping teenagers from getting pregnant is the greatest gift you guys could give to this society. I want uh, want you to urge them to use uh, three or four forms of birth control if they call in. Or... Just tell them not to. Yeah, thank you, Drew. Tell them uh, not to not to be getting it on at that age. Because to me, the biggest problem we have in this society is unwanted kids, and uh, most of those unwanted kids are coming to coming to teenagers, right? Yeah, you're right. Still, I think, I think yeah. it's kind of a sick joke to play on us to say, put the sex drive in the teenagers, and and then make them the the ones least competent to handle. It really is. Yes. Yeah. 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 What is up with that? I'm, I'm telling you, if, 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 this God is an evil one, Drew. I'm telling you. I, I feel very strongly about that because if he was a benevolent God, he would not get the. He, first off, he would either make people um, geniuses at 14, or he would not give them the sex drive until they're into their 40s. All right. Drew. Drew's been doing radio for 15 years. He still believes the head nod is an integral part of the show. <laughs> I have a gift for you relating to this. So yes, you do. Yes, we do. We have. We thought a bouquet would be a nice gift, but oh, being at National Condom Week, our flower is actually an orange condom. Well, uh, this is beautiful. I will uh, hang it from my rear view of the uh, Corolla Mobile. <laughs> I, I must tell you, I, I enjoyed the uh, subs- the uh, year subscription to Jugs that Larry Flint gave me when he came in here. But the uh, the uh, condom, uh, the Chia condom. Will uh, do just fine. Just, Thank you. Just don't try to use it. Uh, oh, it's not going to work? <laughs> it might not work. All right. I'll only use it when it. I'm alone. 
All right, let's take some calls. James, 29, you're on Loveline. Yes, good evening. How are you doing? Hey. Uh, the question is, uh, I am started dating this uh, woman. Uh, we've gone out uh, for a couple months now. And my question is, how long, I mean, nowadays, uh, do you wait to, you know, to decide to have sex? Soon she falls asleep, James. How, how old is <laughs> no. she? Uh, she's 29, mm-hmm. and I am also. Interesting question. Yeah, it's not bad. It, it sort of it depends on everyone's sensibilities. Well, I mean, in the past, I, um, we've kind of, my relationships, I've jumped into it, uh, the sexual part of it, and it uh, always pretty much bit me in the butt, you know, down the line. If you were if you were eighteen or nineteen and not twenty nine, we'd be saying you know wait several months. You wait till you're really involved with that person. At twenty nine, it, it well, really depends on the individual. But here's the situation with uh, the sex and when you have sex. Uh, listen up, young Ross. I'll uh, take you by the hand and lead you down the dark sexual highway. This is advice you're going to be able to pass on to your kids. <laughs> it is. Uh, I'm listening. Yes, you're a straight guy, right? Oh, uh, okay. Although just, people, just, people question that, it, but uh, there's nothing wrong with it. No, I got to okay. dig the chicks, you know. Okay, at least try them out. <laughs> then oh. Later, when you don't like them, you can go to guys. No, 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 no. Here's the situation. Uh, I agree with Drew. Yes, when you're 17 or 18, you hold off. You don't want to rush anything too quickly. Your mind is still uh, jello at that and, point. And let, let me make the case even stronger. I mean, women should insist that men w- hold off. Until you've really made some kind of a connection with them emotionally and gotten your needs met that way, when you feel satisfied emotionally, then it can evolve into something physical. But here's the deal. When you get uh, later on into your 20s, like uh, James here is 29 and his uh, prospective hump partner is 29, uh, it, it matters how mature each one of you are. I mean, if, if you guys, if James, if you're together enough to go uh, nail her on the very first date, and uh, keep the relationship going, then it's your business. If, if, you, if it's going to take two weeks, if it's going to take two months, it's all up to the individual. It, 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 there's really no, I guess what I'm trying to say is there, there is no quantitative um, uh, uh, no formula. Univer- no universal there is no formula. formula. Yeah. It's not like, well, uh, first date equals uh, this many years and uh, f- first week. Um, what the hell am I talking about, Drew? All right, screw you, James. You know that uh, you know you, you can't give it a, a specific time limit. You know, no, okay, it depends on the individuals. Yeah. No, if you can do it, you can do it. All right, James. Okay, that's great advice. All right, yeah. if you can do it, you can do it. All right. All right. Okay. Oh, listen, I, listen, not not all of them are, are going to the best of reels, Drew. <laughs> let's let's face it. It's Sunday night. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. not an atlas. I, I barely have a high school education. You, 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 like I said, you know, I can guarantee you that Natalie Ross and Ada from Teen Line can outspell me on any word. And oh, we yeah. ought to do that. We ought to do the uh, the uh, Teen Line spelling challenge coming up. Uh, uh, Ross, uh, by his own admittance, goes to the uh, little Lord uh, Fauntleroy School for uh, for boys with brittle bones. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm sure already has uh, at least uh, at least a textbook education has far surpassed my own. And I guarantee all. Ross, I, I bet you can spell twice. Even though I'm more than twice your age, I bet you can spell uh, twice as good as I. He goes to a private school, though. Don't yeah. forget. Yeah, I know. And I, I went to uh, one of the L.A. Unified School Districts, which actually sucks knowledge out of your brain. Forget about putting it there. Forget about breaking even. I, I actually uh, was stupider by the time I was graduated. If I'd graduated in the 10th grade, I'd come out with some yeah, form of education. Man, could you spin a, throw a pot? <laughs> I was a ceramics major. Can you believe that? I was a ceramics major in high school. 
They actually let, they're like, you must declare a major. I was like, all right, math, that's out. English, <laughs> out. History, not quite sure what that class is. I, w- I checked everything off the list. I got down to the bottom. There were ceramics. I said, hey, pinch pot, coil pot, weathered feldspar. This is something I could get into. And Lord knows, look at me. I parlayed it into a great living. It's part of my everyday life now. Dylan, 15, you're on Love Line with the Teen Line. All right. I'm on? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm 15, and my girlfriend, I want to break up with her, but the person I want to break up with is her best friend. So, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm totally lost. I am too. Is that mathematically possible? No. Okay. You mean you want to get together with her best friend? Yeah. That's why you want to break up with her? Yeah. Mm, is Dylan a male or female? What? Dylan's a, Dylan, you're a you're guy, right? Yeah. Okay. You know he's a guy because he, he, he's, 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 um, he just grunts. <laughs> Women don't grunt. I was like, Dylan, you're a guy, right? Hey. Dylan? Yeah. You're infatuated with her friend. Uh-huh. And uh, you know she's going to kill you if she finds out. Yeah, kill me, yeah. Right, all right. Uh, teen counselors, uh, go to town. I'm going to the bathroom. All right, my, my first question would be, uh, are you going to be able to hook up with uh, her friend if, if you, I mean, isn't she going to, her friend going to be upset with you if you if you dump her I, friend? I don't think so because she really likes me. Uh-huh. And it, I mean, it, I guess it's just a question. I mean, you guys, don't you think if if he feels cool with it and if they can kind of well, I think out, if I mean, they it's... work it out, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it as long as they they're gentle on on his current girlfriend right now. Right. So she's not hurt in all this situation. Right. But she's going to be. Yeah, but well, yeah. do it. She's going to be. But if you can sort That's of, inevitable. if you can be smooth about it and not let her find out for a little while and not make her think the reason you guys broke up was to get together. But I mean, how should I do that? All right, uh, we'll be back. Uh, we got to go to break, Dylan. All right. But uh, between Drew, myself, and the uh, teen line over here, we'll figure out a sufficient lie for you so you can break up with her. Should and, I stay and, on? Huh? Should I stay on? Yes, why don't you do that? All I was right. going to suggest you just come down, but no, just stay on. That's a better <laughs> idea. All right, Dylan? All right. All right, stay there. Don't soil the jammies, and we'll be back with the teen line after this. Why don't you try rapping at this time? Yo, yo, kick some flavor and stuff and love and line. I'll be right back in a minute. I'm sorry, that was really bad. That's not street like me. Here tonight with the teen counselors from um, Teen Line, the peer counselors. Let me give the phone number out uh, for those who, uh, not this phone number, but the uh, Teen Line phone number. Uh, There's two of them. Uh, One is an 800 number, 1-800-852-8336. That's if you're calling from California, that's access. Right. The other one's a 310 number. Now, if you're calling from out of state, you'll call, they get your number, you hang up, and then they call you back. So it costs you 50 cents or whatever to make the initial call, depending on how far you are. But then uh, the other uh, three hours where uh, Ross basically tries to uh, undress you over the phone, uh, that's on their nickel or their dime, as it were. one three one zero eight five five hope That's 855 
and we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. All right, this phone number at Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is uh, Dr. Drew. Our guests tonight are the peer counselors from Teen Line. They are uh, people who are in their teens who talk to other teens about problems that are sort of synonymous with uh, being teens and actually just walking the planet uh, these days. Uh, drugs um, could be uh, breakups, uh, relationships, uh, Pregnancy. pregnancies, STDs. And all that good stuff. Suicide. And suicide. And uh, providing uh, one hell of a service, I, I imagine. I've never called in, but I hear you guys do a good job. Yeah. Dylan. Yes, it's uh, one syllable Dylan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. So, all right. All right. Dylan? Yeah. Don't give me attitude. All right. You understand? Mm-hmm. Do you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Look, D- Dylan, it's very cruel to break up with somebody and then go out with their, their best friend. So, uh, and, and it takes people at least usually four to six months to get over a breakup. And if this girl is really into you, you know, it's, it's going to be a sad thing for her to, to deal with the loss, especially if it's one of her first relationships. So give give a little time before you start going after her girlfriend. It's it's going to make things very painful for him. Have a little bit of empathy for another person. Dylan, was it a was the problem with the first girl a little communication problem? No, it's just I don't know. I just like the other girl better. Right. All right. Don't worry. You'll like one of her friends better in a few months too. All right. Good luck, Dylan. Dylan. Yeah. Listen. You are shaping this girl's psyche. You are making her feel the way she's going to feel for years to come about men. So don't screw her over, At please. Herself. You understand? All right. All right. I, I think he's just thinking with little Dylan there, you know? Yes. Mostly. I, well, you know, he's 15. He's got the hormones raging. And, and it's a very... Um, guys have this instinct. It's a very sad instinct, but it's really they treat women the same way they treat everything in life. It's just like cars. They they want a car. They want this particular car. They're, they have their mindset on this car, and then as soon as they get it, they start looking around for whatever other car they can get. They put it in the garage. They don't want anyone borrowing it. They don't want anyone screwing with it, but they're now they're out looking for other cars. Yeah. It, it is... Uh, it's probably innate sort of biological behavior, really, and the only way it's going to stop is if society makes them stop. Really? Yes. If, uh, if it's not tolerated, if it's not acceptable, they will stop. Right. And the women uh, who are the used car salesmen of this world have the power. They really can't. They can dictate whether the guy does it or not. And the women have to lay the law down. That's what Drew's saying, unless it comes to me, in which case I should be able to do what I want because I'm a big radio celebrity. Steve. <laughs> Hello. 26. You're on Loveline. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Good. Love your show. Thank you. What do you yeah, want? I got a problem. Well, we got a problem, me and my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, she couldn't get pregnant for a while, and, um, you know, she told me that she was molested by her uncle when she was way younger, mm. and she's afraid to tell her doctor about it. Hmm. And I'm sure that it has something to do with her. She can't get pregnant now. Are you guys having... You're, you're married, right? Yeah. Are yeah. you having sex normally? Oh, yeah. How often? Twice a day sometimes. Okay. Really? And uh, she just can't get pregnant and uh, the doctor said everything's fine and then she won't tell him that she was molested for years. Yeah, but Drew, does that... Uh, I, 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 I never heard of that. 
Is no. that something that could happen where there's some physical damage that would uh, uh, not enable her enable I mean, her not to be pregnant? If if it had given her a sexually transmitted disease, sometimes uh, it can get into the fallopian tubes and cause damage. She told me that she never had no disease ever, but um, he, the age that it happened was like from eight to twelve. The other thing is that y- young girls who are molested very often become more promiscuous at a younger age and are at higher risk for sexually transmitted disease. Again, she may have contracted chlamydia or something that can smolder and cause infection without her knowing it and cause problems with her tube function. Do you guys have any comment about this, Carl? Um, (laughs) Seeing as we're not exactly uh, doctors. Ross, you have a comment about uh, tube function in a uh, 25-year-old woman? Well, how about sexual Uh, sexual abuse? Hang on. You you guys deal with sexual abuse, I suspect. (laughs) Well, I, th- I think a, a lot of people underestimate the effects. I mean, I get a lot of calls where people say, "I was abused, but that was." Um, I'm over. Yeah, I'm over that now. Uh, that was two that. years ago, yeah, so it doesn't I've dealt affect with me. You know, I think it affects you your whole life. You know, I mean, something happens to you when you're six years old. It affects the way you grow up and the way you, you like um, interact with people and. Absolutely. I mean, that is. Uh, we get that message driven home to us on a nightly basis on this show that uh, people basically have uh, events good and bad and and let's be fair the good events by the way all you uh, parents or budding parents the good events stick too uh, believe me when you love your child when you reward your child all those times he basically uh, wipes his butt with a sheet of uh, craft paper and you stick it to the refrigerator with a magnet and call it a Picasso that has a positive effect as well so I'll all- tell you what I, I, a lot of parents don't misconceive that somehow if, if the, the, all they have to do if they, is love their children everything will work out okay you have to also no. set limits and teach them how to deal with the disappointments and be very, very consistent and consistency in your love and affection and in the limits you set and how they, what you do and do not tolerate and the confines of the interactions with the child what really determine their health. All right. Well, let's just finish off with uh, who was it who called through? He never really finished a question. His, his the, the, wife was molested. But having been sexually right, abused is, does not affect fertility unless it caused her to manifest behaviors later that increased her risk of sexually transmitted disease or if Uncle Joe or whatever himself had a sexually transmitted disease. But the fertility issue is, no, it's a secondary issue, and it's not as though the psycholo- psychological impact can affect your fertility. All right, so uh, get checked out for a sexually transmitted which is, disease. Which is what they're going to do anyway. Tubal dysfunction is one of the most common, probably the most common cause of infertility in this country. All right, let's talk to our guests for just a second. I, I know you guys are young. Uh, you may not have chosen a path, but Natalie, yes. what would you like to get into as a profession? I don't know what I would like to get into as a profession, Adam. That's healthy. Radio, talk radio. Ooh, really? That's not yes, healthy. Yes, I would like to be the... I'll get... Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to take over Loveline is what I'm going to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Forget college. You've, you've inspired me. I'm going to become you. most Loveline. If, if I can inspire just one young person <laughs> to uh, not, not, not continue their education, then my work is done. I'm changing my ma- major to ceramics. What is, what <laughs> is your major now? I don't have a major. I don't, that's, we're in the modern world. No really? high school majors. No high school majors. No. Boy. Not anymore. Really? Well, just Even you, Ross, at the, the gay school you go to? <laughs> the gay school, yeah, just, uh, you know, masturbation and uh, everything there. Those, those are the majors. But, uh, <laughs> and I'm, right. I'm sure you're getting a... Right. Uh, what oh, what yeah. are you looking to do uh, for a living? And, and I know this is a trite and stupid question, but I'm just curious, because you'll probably never end up doing whatever it is you say you're going to do. Uh, but, well, 
I, I mean, I got to be honest, this is going to sound like such a kiss up, but I, I'd love to go to the medical school. Um, you know, I don't know if I want to be exactly like Drew, but. Uh, He's not a bad role model. No, Drew, Drew's actually quite a good role model. He's, he's a cool guy. Yeah, it's a whole uh, generation of people driving uh, uh, Swedish no, station I mean, wagons you, and singing opera. Going, <laughs> going, going uh, the decision to make me- go to medical school it needs to happen about now. No. Really. It does? Yeah. Oh, come on. Oh, well, I love when Drew makes more out of this whole medical thing. Oh, the commitment. Oh, the time. Oh, I put in 135 hours a week, and that was on a short week. That was with. Um, I'm just. I, I decided when I was about 14. Really? Yeah. yeah. And, and you basically you have because then you have to get into the best college. Then when you're there, you got to kick butt to get into medical school. And you're there, you got to kick butt to go into residency. It's just it's just a long, long, long process. All right. And you're starting to change my mind here. You know? it, it's it's yeah. a it's I, I, t- I listen. I I came in and out of it a couple times because it was so painful. Yeah, especially when you're. You're killing yourself, and you're 19, and you're you're, you're killing yourself, yeah. and you don't even know if you're going to get into medical school. You think, God, I'm you know, I'm wasting my life. And Drew, what would have been a secondary profession for you? A rodeo clown? What? Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I get this is mostly just you know ma- the masturbation doesn't pay well enough, so you got to. Uh, Adam's made quite a career out of it. You got to. Well, look at me. That, that's, I got uh, a big fat three-year uh, contract just talking about whacking off. You know, it's so funny. He was talking about medical school and killing yourself at 19, and my. Me and my boyfriend were having the exact same conversation today, and he was telling me how difficult it is because he's pre-med and he's you going just, through all that. You right just now. want to I me. Mean, you're 19, and you want to yeah. have a life, and, and you you realize that every every time you take a few hours off to go and socialize, there's somebody else out there eating your lunch, and right. it's gonna it might, might get in ahead of you, and, and you don't know if you're gonna get in. That's the, and you have to beat everyone work. else. So yeah, all this work, and you, at the end, you just don't know if you're really gonna. But get look, in. all the hard work paid off because now you're 38 and you still don't have a life. All right, uh, Ada, what about yourself? Well, I am planning my own death. <laughs> I'm actually graduating from high school in June. and No major? Um, no, not in high school. Uh, but I'm going to college, and my major, I'm actually majoring in psychology. Uh-huh. And I'm hoping to get into the field, but I don't know yet. Like you said, you know, I can, can change my mind a million times. So All right. that's what I'm looking at right now. Okay. Drew, you ready to move forward? Yeah. Am I holding you back? Just a courtesy. Brian, 15, you're on Love Line. Brian? Brian's asleep, I hear him. Yes, turn up, turn up, uh, Brett, turn him up. Hear him? <laughs> it's one of my stoned friends out there. <laughs> Adam's going to be delivering some subliminal message in a moment, I think. All right, um, should I play the, uh, should I be his dog telling him to kill? No, that's not no. a good one. Not a healthy no. one. You can just be gone. Where, where's he calling from? Uh, so we what? don't know that. We don't know. No. All right. Uh, no. Should I be? Should I be God? God more than the dog? Not, not the dog. What, what if God? What if God was a dog? All right. How about his, his, friend, his friend? Shut he, Ross's mic off. Okay. Just Brian, Brian's French teacher. Okay. No, 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 Brian. Oh, no, he's he's on. He's uh, snoring right, enough. Let me talk to him. Brian, wait a minute. Yeah. The hell was I pushing there? Oh, sorry. Brian. Brian. Brian! This is the voice of the Almighty. The one who was clad in swathling clothes and then wore robe for a while and eventually got back to the swathling look before the Romans pinned him up. This is none other than Jesus H. Christ. 
And I have work for you to do, Brian. Good. Your job, my child, is to go forth and to speak my name and to study hard in school and to doodle on your peachy folder whenever you get a chance. And the next time you fondle your junk, you will, be, you will be struck with a feeling of profound guilt. A guilt so strong that you will run into your parents' room and admit to them what you were doing at that very moment. I have chosen a profession for you, young Brian. It is that of a candle maker. You will have a love for wax from this day on. Sand candles, religious candles, the rainbow candles, the ones shaped as a hot fudge sundae or perhaps a cheeseburger. But candles will be your calling. And you will name your first three children Adam, regardless of whether they're male or female. You'll not remember this conversation when you awake, but it will be in your loins and you will act accordingly. Now rest well, my child, for there's work to do tomorrow. All right. Do you think that can screw him up? Poor Brian. Yes. All right. I love playing the role, uh, playing the role of Jesus Christ, Adam Carolla. David, 31, you're on Loveline with our peer counselors from Teen Line. Hello to everybody. How y'all doing? Good. Good, thanks. Good. Listen, I just want to take issue with something that Dr. Drew said earlier. Please. But... but I also want to just prefix it by saying that um, I'm calling about the age of sexual consent. And what bothers me is that I've had the opportunity to tra travel, actually, in other countries, um, especially in Western Europe, like, um, you know, Denmark, Amsterdam, Germany, France. The age of consent in those countries for sexual consent is 14 and 16. Do, um, do they tolerate 35-year-olds having sex with 14-year-olds? It's legal. Do they tolerate it? It's legal. Do they tolerate it? Well, I don't know because I don't live there, Doctor. What, so, I, I've, I've talked so to a number. So is It I've, doesn't mean it's good for the country. I've talked to a number of people. Well, maybe maybe people will set me straight otherwise. But people who I met from Scandinavia, they have no problem with 14, 15, 16 year olds with 12, 13, 14 year olds. But they too have a clear sense that an adult is not appropriate for somebody who has not gone through the developmental stages. However, let me let me just point out things. One, they're a much more open society sexually. They have a far lower rate of um, unmarried or, um, you know, um, unwanted children. Um, they have a far fewer rate of abortions than we do here in the States. And they also have a far lesser rate of HIV infection in these countries um, if you pr prorate it, you know, and that's because uh, the grandpa's uh, getting inside of, uh, of a teenager's knickers. Uh, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. All I'm saying is that it is legal there. All right. Well, tell and us. Why, uh, look, what, there's a, listen. And by the way, it's legal in a lot of, United, a lot of the United States, too. At, no, at 18, except for two states, 18 is the sexual age of consent. You know, wait a minute. Oh, I beg your pardon. And where is that list? We have the list of right. consents. And this, in most states, the average is more like 14 hour. to 16. We've, we've uh, got we've Pennsylvania doctor. We've got the list here. Anne's going to go get it. All right, Hawaii, Hawaii and Pennsylvania. David, David. Yes, Adam. Tell us about your young loves. 
My young lust? I don't have any young lust. You don't have a young girlfriend? No, I sure don't. And you don't and lust? I don't have a young boyfriend either. Really? Really. Actually, the girlfriend that I just broke up with, she was uh, about three years older than me. Oh, but, okay. but again, understand, the, the openness in Scandinavia is about, and people that, again, I've spoken to would say, sure, their, their parents would have no problem when their 13-year-old girlfriend would come over and spend the night. They have no problem with that. Okay. But they had a huge problem if a 25-year-old would try to go out with that 13-year-old. All right. Uh, yeah. David? Yes. Thank you for the opposing view. Okay. Good day. Take care. All right. Uh, listen, uh, there's a lot of stuff that uh, people do in other countries that works for that country that we, uh, I'd like, I wish worked here, but it doesn't necessarily work here. It's a different culture. Uh, there's, uh, you know, I mean, you take health care, for example. There, there are health care systems that are in place in Scandinavia or Canada or whatever that seem to work for them, but because they have a different climate, a different populace, and a different culture. Not everything... By the way, here's the the age of consent. It's 14 in Hawaii and Pennsylvania, 15 in Colorado and South Carolina, 16 in about 20 states, 17 in another five, and 18 is in a minority. It's only about 10 states in which it's 18. All right. So, and but wait a minute, Drew. Can a thirty-year-old have sex with a fourteen-year-old in Hawaii? I, I think it's legal, but the point is, it still wouldn't be tolerated, right? Because it's not appropriate for the fourteen-year-old. But when you're when you're done, you definitely say mahalo. All right, Drew. Don't put the puss on, please. Rick, twenty-three, you're on Love Line. Oh boy, am I going to hang up on Rick? Rick. All righty. Donnie. Yes. 23. Yes. Hey. How's it going? Good. You been smoking pot tonight? Nope. Don't do that. Really? Yes, sir. You got to get on the weed. Oh, hell no. I'm done with that. Oh. What is going on with these phone lines tonight? Uh, All right. What's your question, Donnie? Uh, my question is this. Um, I've, I have a really close friend, and no names or nothing, but um, her, her and I, you know... Obviously, you don't know, so I don't know why I said you know. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That was stupid. Um, I am in love with this girl, and the feeling is mutual with her, but she's been going out with this guy for a long time, and he's a jerk to her, and none of her friends like this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and she won't leave him, right? Yeah, because she says it's, it's so hard. They've been together so long. Right. It's like, it's like the married couple, you know. Oh, I hate her. She's ter- the married man saying, oh, my wife's terrible. Yeah. They won't get a divorce. Right. Exactly. All right. You got to move on then, Donnie. Move on. Absolutely. It's, it's not really. It doesn't sound like it's. I mean, it's sad, but what what can you do? I mean. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's. it's uh, I, I I feel the same sometimes, but you know, you know how emotions are, right? They're really. Sad. Well, I know how desperation is. No, it's not that. I mean. Oh yes, it is. No. Of course, it is. I I I meet females daily that want my number or. I want theirs. Right. Well, no. You, you sound like an incredibly popular guy, Donnie. And I think you ought to take them up on that, some of these females. Well, I have been. I've been oh, all right. I've been going out with them and stuff. But I went out with a girl recently. Her and I were kind of serious for a while. And uh, the thing that sucked is that I thought about this other girl all the time. You know? All right. But here's the situation. Uh, actions speak louder than words. Ultimately, people will do what they want to do, or they're too screwed up to act. Right. Either way, you don't want them. That's right. That's all there is. If she's out if of she it, wants yeah. to be with you, she would be with you. Right. She'll get out of that relationship and she'll be with you. That's it. I That's could, it. 
what do you think about this? Because um, I've been her friend for such a while, you know. Do you think that I'm taken for granted? Yeah, you may be in the friend category. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, you, uh, you are anchoring the uh, friend category. Why should I? Why should I break up with him when I know Donnie will be there? That's right. You are in your perpetual injured reserve. And so, if I just move on, then she'll might wise up and say, "Well." Either way, you win. About either way, the the, the only solution for you is to move on. That's it, Donnie. Moving on is cool. Thanks, guys. <laughs> all right, Donnie. <laughs> that's all. Made it up his took. mind. Yeah, that's all it took. True. You got to come out with a T-shirt. Just says, "Move on, <laughs> cure the nation, everybody, move on." That's how we have to treat this uh, like a big square dance. All right, you're done with that partner. Move on. Moving on. Isn't there a song like that? <sighs> it's a theme on. to the Jeffersons. Um, <laughs> let me explain something to you, uh, young upstarts here. Uh, you are under the impression at this age that there's only one person on this planet for you. Absolute nonsense. Uh, half of North America you would be happy with. But you, when you're young, you get locked in, you obsess on one person, and that's where all these suicides and, and all, uh, all this nonsense comes in. People get obsessed about one person. They think if, uh, you know, if I can't have them, nobody will, or I don't want to live the rest of my life without them. And as you get older, you realize uh, relationships come and go. Relationships with, uh, you know, the, the guy who was your absolute best friend, who you swore you'd never separate with. And now you run into the guy in a, like a line at a movie at, at age 32. You run into the guy and you don't even want his phone number. It, it's at, at, in adolescence, people tend to idealize their relationships. It's what you do when you're kids towards your parents, too. And you still act that out, but now it's directed at your peers. Right. You and, realize your best friend was a big a-hole. Your folks are alcoholics. Well, but, and that but, girlfriend right. you're infatuated with was uh, just another tramp wanting your money. But you still have to deal with with the issues of loss and abandonment of these idealized images, right, which are very difficult to get over. All right. Well, I'm going to counsel the peers during the break. Uh, Drew, you uh, shake the dew off the lily and put the seat up this time, and we'll be back after this. Here's Loveline before deworming. Here's Loveline after getting fixed. Here's Loveline chewing out its stitches. Here's Loveline dragging its butt across the carpet. Bad Loveline. Bad Loveline. Loveline has been Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps go to TrueCar.com. Find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for. Then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time. Save money and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. I 
Hi, this is Jonathan. With Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Ah, the boys from Corn. I will not give the Corn rallying call tonight. Thank I'm you. too tired. All right, one eight hundred L O V E one nine one is the phone number. Three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five is the fax number. I like to get in a little gambling with the uh, teen line. All right, we'll get there, folks. Yes. I mean, okay. this is uh, going to be like taking candy from a baby. Oh no, okay. no, no, no. You guys get hey, me? we are big love line listeners. We're, oh. we're expert gamblers. I'm got money. Yeah, so yeah, I'm a little light. You guys bring money? No. <laughs> no. We can gamble with your money. <laughs> no, normally Adam, Adam gambles with everybody else's money. Yes. Drew, you're a doctor, don't you have the? I have one dollar. Is the dollar I got off him last time we gambled? Scott will go out yeah. and get us some money. True, you're so you're so into me, Drew. I swear, I'm, I'm claiming it was a as a write off uh, this year in my taxes. All right, uh, Quinn, twenty, you're on Love Line. Yeah, uh, my question is for Doctor Drew. Actually, yeah. uh, I had recently tried a very exotic drug called ketamine. Oh, the and, special uh, K. Here it comes, yeah. It yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I've seen a few cases of ketamine abuse and addiction. Drew I, 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 doesn't I know say, anything about this drug. Do you guys hear about it on the, uh, the, the, the team ketamine? line? No, I hear it. Well, it's coming. I, it's coming I've, back. I've heard about it. It's a dissociative it anesthetic. Yeah, um, I've heard it's classified with PCP, and that's why. It, it has concerned. qualities of PCP, and I, I can't tell you what we're going to see with this drug yet because I haven't had that much clinical experience with it. It's not been that popularly used. I saw one case of a guy that was using it a lot, and there was some guy up in Northern California who was taking people on these out-of-body tours and using ketamine and getting everybody hooked on this drug. It has hallucinogenic properties to it, but it's, it's really classified as a dissociative, as is PCP. And these both PCP and ketamine bind at a receptor in the brain called the glutamate receptor, and it's thought that if this receptor is overworked, let's say, it can damage the cells uh, which for which this receptor is found on. So it, it's it's theoretically the case that this drug will be associated with brain damage. Uh, it's called it's called excitotoxicity. Now whether or not this actually turns out to be the case, I can't tell you because I haven't seen enough cases of it. It just it, I can I can tell it's coming because we're starting to get questions about it now. So I'm going to start seeing it again soon. I'll. I'll, I'll let you know what I see as it comes along. Well, Drew, why don't you go ahead and bone up on that? Uh, on there's no boning. Uh, it's not. Please do a little boning. There's not boning to be done the yet. The problem is, is you're not doing enough boning. <laughs> you need to begin the boning process. How does one bone? The way uh, proper boning. Mm. There's a few different. There's the there's French boning. There's uh, North American boning. When I say bone up, if we're gonna get, if we're gonna continue to get these special K calls. You what should, I'm telling uh, you, go is to the library and pull a, pull a few articles on well, it and do a little reading, much like I do for preparation. I read all the, the time show. on this stuff, and what I'm gonna tell you is that there's not been that much seen on it yet because it's not been that widely used. Okay, it's gonna come in the next month or two, I'm sure, just by judging about the kinds of questions we're getting now. All right, so uh, we will. Uh, give and, you when, and what I'm saying, yeah, what I'm right. saying, I'll let you know when I know. I'm not saying that the moment I see ten patients with it, the moment I have the literature available to me on it, I will I will certainly include everybody on it. Okay. I just want to say bone up. Mark nineteen, you're on Love Line. Hi, how you guys doing? Um hey I just want to call It's not a show you. unless Drew punches the mic, by the way. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm just I'm just up studying. It's like really late, but I wanted to tell you guys, I mean, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. I mean, um, you know, putting out the message. I'm nineteen and I'm a virgin and I mean it's nice to hear um Especially from Dr. Drew, I mean, it's great to hear, you know, the the uh, support, you know, for uh, guys my age and stuff to, you know, wait till marriage and stuff like that. You know, I mean, it's it's uh, 
no, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. It's our pleasure. Listen, I, my, my my point has always been, people, I, I am, we are not here to judge anybody or tell anybody how they should behave. But yeah. if anybody wants an argument for celibacy, just listen to this show for a yeah. couple hours, and all the problems you're hearing about are related to people doing stuff they're not prepared to do. Yeah, but I mean, Doctor Drew, I mean, you're you're awesome when it comes to like, I mean, you're you're more into like the traditions and stuff, and I mean, I really, uh, I listen to you guys like almost every night, and I mean, from I, I just, I mean, it's really, it's really a, just a... The lack of sex has warped young Mark's brain. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, I'm secure in my own sexuality. You, know? you are. All and right. I, was, I was basically raised, you know, like, um, nice Christian family and everything. And are, are you waiting until you get married? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, and it's nice to have organizations, you know, like the teen hotline. Uh-huh. Like that. Right. And, um, you do, know, do you have a girlfriend now? Uh... Well, yeah, I'm kind of working on it, but it's I'm playing the field, you know, kind of thing. And, right. And just, just but let me ask you about uh, the sex and the religion and stuff, because we were just getting into this uh, the other night. Yeah. Uh, you will abstain from fornication. Mm-hmm. Right. But now what about, like, oral sex and that kind of thing? Well, I mean, that's <laughs> that's something you, I'll, I'll experience when the time comes. But uh, So he's abstaining from that, too, for the time being. But I mean, you guys. How, how, excuse me, Mark. But how is that? You guys are sort of the next generation of teens coming. The the one that just came through ahead of you, sort of perceived uh, the people just a couple years ahead of you guys, yeah. perceived oral sex as something that was part of sort of the whole petting process. It was just uh-huh. that if you were going to make out with somebody, this is what I was hearing back anyway. That if you decided to make out with somebody, you probably were going to have oral sex with them. Is that still the case, or is that am I misreading what I was being told? It, it could be. I, I mean, I think we've kind of we're starting to learn to just uh, kind of kind of judge everything independently. You know, there's no brick wall. You missed the boat, uh, Ross. I? I gotta tell you. Yeah, yeah. You, you're just a, just a few years away from the uh, first day blowjob. You, you really were. Uh, now they're going back, and now you're you're in a world of hurt. I'm counting the days. I missed it too. That's all right. I'm a generation uh, too soon. Uh, you're a little bit late. Either way, it was all the generations between Ross and myself where all the oral pleasure was going down. It, it would have uh, been unheard of for uh, myself and Scott. I know you'll attest to this. And Drew, you did not. You no uh, sooner uh, got a blowjob than you had a threesome, or or then or or that you uh, had sex. I mean, the sex actually the the blowjob was something you got down the road. It was not something you got in in lieu of uh, of of a handshake or something. It is not something you got instead of sex. It was you. You were not tossed this uh, oral bone, as it were. You know what I mean? That's a way of sort of getting you off the. the yeah. Now it's like, bit. well, hey, at least I didn't have sex with a guy. Right. Right. And you know, it was our second date after all. And that, and people, I think there there was there was two sides to that. One is that people were beginning to understand that there was a lot of emotional impact of being truly, physically intimate with the sex act. Uh, however, they lost track of the fact that. You can get sexually transmitted diseases, and it is an intimate act. They have oral sex as well. Anything you can get uh, through uh, the coitus process, you can get through the uh, oral oral process. Am I right? A lot of people probably think that, you know, hey, I'm not having sex, so oral sex was kind of a a safe substitute. But, you know, that's also, like, you know, a myth. So... Right, and and they're also sort of technically uh, clinging to their virginity. Right, they've uh, exactly. had uh, yeah. anal sex four hundred times. They've given half the student body a BJ, but hey, they're virgins. They have a clean record. This is uh, recalculus, as I like to say. And please try to work that into the uh, peer uh, peer line. 
I try to work recognizable as Reconculus. much as possible. I work that into my daily life. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's a good word. It's like, Thank you. Do. Yes. And make sure you, you give credit where credit's due. As, believe me, five years is going to go by. And, oh, yeah, Polly Shore <laughs> came up with that in 89. <laughs> uh, Janelle. Hi. You're 19. On? Yes, you're on Loveline. Hi. Um, basically, I just want to say hi, Dr. Drew and Adam. Um, all right. <laughs> All right, I'm a freshman. Say hi to the uh, teen line peer counselors, too, would you? Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I don't know who's on there because I don't get the radio station in, in Massachusetts. Oh, all right. Did you, but, um, were you referred by the television producer or something? Um, oh, no. I, I just heard of the, um, the uh, phone number online on the computer. Uh, 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 oh, really? Interesting. It's getting frightening. <laughs> Go ahead, Chanel. All right. Um, I went kind of nuts when I got to college, and um, <laughs> I went to this party because like this thing happened and I was trying to forget it and since wait, I wait wait really stop right there this thing happened you were trying to forget <laughs> what what, what th- that night something happened or by going to the party you were trying to forget something well I, yeah I was trying to forget something by going to the party what had happened well like basically my first week at school this kid invited me up to his room for drinks and we had an awful lot and I did some stuff that I, I totally regretted you had sex with him? Well, I didn't have sex, but it was like kind of further than I had gone with any person before. Okay, and you were intoxicated at the time. <laughs> Very. And I, I, that's not an excuse at all, I Right, know. gotcha. Go, go ahead. But anyways, I went to this party, and since I didn't really drink in high school, I didn't know that you weren't supposed to take mixed drinks from people you didn't know. I didn't know that people would be like that malicious as to like, do something to it. And so I just drank an, an awful lot, and I had like... Sid's beers and about Sid's cups of punch, including the last one that had all this unsolved stuff in it. But I was kind of gone by then, so I didn't really think about it. All right, so what is the question? Well, I basically got all these symptoms. Like, I lost, like, motor control, and I was seeing them, like, triples, and things were flowing around. While like, you were loaded? Yeah. All right, there you go. And I was, like, hallucinating, and my friends got me home. They thought I was going to die. And so they called, like, these EMTs, and they thought it might be this thing called Rohypnol. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I'm, like, really worried about this. I, I was wondering, like, what kind of drug it is. Is it, like, what these, like... That is the uh, roofie. Roof, so popular roofie, yeah, the, ra- the rape uh, drug. date rapers Yeah, these it, days. it is a benzodiazepine-type drug. It's a, like Valium. It's not going to harm you, but it can make you incapacitated and make you very amnestic to what had gone on, make you forget what had happened. Janelle, this sounds, I mean, a, more, a much more serious form of toxic, uh, what we call encephalopathy or intoxication, is alcohol. Alcohol is more dangerous than no, rope. Believe me, I've, uh, I've felt the, the way Janelle feels in Tijuana on many occasions without yeah, I, the aid of the, uh, right. it, of the roofie. It probably is just alcohol, Janelle. That, and that actually is a more serious insult to your body than the rohypnol could ever be. So it's not going to be like LSD flash. No, 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 no. no, no. You're going to be okay. You just but, got loaded. But you got you got to really look at your behavior with alcohol here, and uh, it, it it probably is just alcohol abuse. But if there's alcoholism in your family, beware, because this could be the beginning of some uh, momentum of your relationship with alcohol. Right, and. Uh, let me just point that because alcohol is sold uh, on every corner throughout this great land of ours does not mean it's not a dangerous and powerful drug. She, you know, she washed, uh, she thinks she washed a half a roofie down with uh, seven quarts of uh, Boone's Farm <laughs> and a cheap store-bought vodka, and she's worried about the half a roofie. 
worry about the the, the, the six alcohol. quarts of a grain alcohol that yeah, you, that you took in that night. That the college culture sort of endorses all that. But the rohypnol, oh my god! Oh, that's a drug. Yeah. Well, that could hurt you. Right. <laughs> but, you take a rohypnol, uh, you crush it up, and you you dump it on a uh, snail. It's not going to hurt it. You you dump a little scotch on that thing. The thing's going to start foaming. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Ernie, the world's fastest drummer for Loveline. Too, 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 too high. When I'm not drumming, up a storm. <laughs> what was the rest of it? Loveline will be right back. If it's not, sue me or something. Forget it. Loveline is the name of the show. Uh, tonight, our guests uh, are from uh, Teen Line. They're the peer counselors. Natalie Ross and Ada, they uh, take questions. They give uh, answers. They're very responsible. Much training involved. And uh, they're out. Uh, they're giving something back. And, and, and this, is, this is a very positive uh, precedent that has been set. You guys are all uh, in your teens. You're already getting involved with these uh, philanthropic efforts. And it's nice. And and uh, really, honestly, if more uh, younger people would, would get out of that, uh, this is my planet, get out of my way, BS, that the media is cramming up everyone's ass, it would be a much better place. Hey, this is the worst thing in the world, all these uh, all these uh, damn commercials. Tell, hey, Dad, look, screw everything. Go bungee jumping. <laughs> Screw everything. Get on a snowboard. It's yours. It's your planet. Go for it. Yeah. it is your planet. Everyone here is just here to serve you and your planet. This is the, the most. Uh, this really borders on dangerous and irresponsible by these advertising companies. And I guess uh, who is it? Reebok with this. It's your planet. It's not your planet. Certainly more my planet than it is yours. You'll snot nose fourteen year olds. All right, but the point is, is we have uh, teenagers who actually are here, and they uh, they do want to share the planet, and they want to improve the planet because they do live here, and they don't want some guy, you know, uh, getting, screwing them on a drive-by or something. This is what what we should be doing. What's their phone number? Uh, uh, no, screw that, Drew. We no, got to move phone on. Number, team line. Uh, I want to get some masturbatory jokes in. I don't have time. <laughs> All right, the phone number for California one eight hundred eight five two eight three. Three six and the national numbers, bizarre as it sounds, because of the eight hundred numbers for California, but the national number is three one zero eight five five four six seven three, and that is a toll call. Except for they'll get your number, they'll hang up on you immediately, they'll call you right back, and it's not going to cost you more than a few cents. And that's six to ten p.m. Monday through Friday, and uh, every, every day of the week, every day of the week, seven days of the week, six to ten p.m. Pacific time. Right. Is that the one we're on? That's the one we're on. Thank God for the Pacific time. Always been a huge fan of that. That the uh, Eastern and Mountain time for pussies. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Kim. 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 Hi. 23, you're on Love Lot. Hi. Well, I don't. My problem is that I have a boyfriend and we've been seeing each other for about a year. And um, a lot of times when we have sex, he loses his heart on, he just goes limp. And I was just wondering what, why he does this. I kind of have a theory, and what can be done about it. What is your theory? My theory is I just think that I get too wet, and he loses feeling, and so he loses heart on. 
Not a bad theory. But not the right one, I doubt. Not necessarily. Uh, man is uh, used to a certain degree of friction in his lovemaking. When he loses that, the penis responds accordingly. Kim. Yes. Uh, you say that he loses the erection um, halfway into the intercourse? Well, I mean, I can totally have an orgasm, and as soon as I start getting really wet, he's gone. But as soon as I, like, dry out a little bit, he's back in business, you know? Right. But the thing is, it's not very good because mutual or... Orgasm at the same time, things like that. No, I forget or, that notion. That that's a fantasy. No, it's Hold not. On. Ross, uh, I know you, you haven't uh, experienced there, the uh, wiles of a woman, but uh, forget about <laughs> this uh, this lie about this uh, the spontaneous mutual orgasming. Uh-huh. Right. You guys have it during the same week. Consider it a victory. <laughs> <laughs> but then also, like I've never experienced this when I can have an orgasm and then he doesn't. Usually, it's the other way around with the male female relationship. Right. All right. Yes, I understand. And we'll give you the same advice we give to women is you're going to have to figure other ways to pleasure him. I mean, there's no way you can uh, dry your, you know, you can't (laughs) shut. You know what I mean? That's uh, you you cannot uh, you you can't put a dam in the Nile. Can you, Drew? No, no. I guess you could. But uh, here's the situation. Don't bother trying. If he hasn't had his orgasm through the uh, coitus, then you can think of other creative ways to give him an orgasm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Either that, maybe he can put a condom on, which will create a little more friction. But that might make him lose things even more. Is he wearing a condom? Mm Mm-mm. Why not? No, it's been a while. It's been a while. Right. Well, it's National Condom Week. But when we did start having sex, he was having a lot more trouble with the condom. And that's... His functioning was impaired that. by the condom originally. Yeah. I see. Were you were you understanding of this? Oh, I'm extremely understanding okay. of it. I just want to know why. <laughs> well, I hey, I would agree with the uh, with the um, uh, the friction theory. You know, I'm a big uh, big fan of viscosity, and there there was some breakdown going on here, and then the man is losing some sensation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sentence meant nothing. I just saw it on a Pennzoil ad before. There's <laughs> a liquid ball bearing. <laughs> all right, listen, Kim. Uh, just give the guy a little hummer when you're done, all right? Okay. All right. And uh, keep, like, a T-shirt from the hamper nearby in case you need to blot something up, all right? <laughs> all right. All right. I'm sorry for warping the young minds of the teen line, but you guys, I'm sure, hear it all. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. We hear Do it. you not? Yeah, we hear it all. You hear it all. All, all right. right. Uh... Kason. Yeah. Sixteen. Yes. You're you're named after a construction technique for building hill houses. The Kason. <laughs> really? Yes. There's Kason rigs. It's a big drill. You guys know what a Kason is? What is I it? Do, I do now. What is it? You drill a big hole in the ground, you, you uh take a cage made out of a rebar, you drop it in the hole, and then you fill it up with concrete. I didn't even know that. Are those that the house is on stilts up there in the hills? Then you put the stilt onto that yeah. thing. The stilt hits the ground, but the caisson goes, you know, 10, 15 feet into bedrock. I would never times. even walk into one of those houses, let alone live in one of those. I it's went, not too bad. My aunt and uncle are in town this weekend, and we went driving around in the Hollywood Hills to look at those houses. Some of them are just incredible. They're just hanging off the edges of the, yeah. of the hills. That's caisson at work. Scary. Right? All right, caisson. All right. You know what my problem is? What? Okay, well, this is how it is. Um, I've been with this girl for about 
five years. I mean, we've been involved for quite a long time. Since you were 11. Huh? Since you were 11. Yeah. And, um, like, I found out that she's been cheating on me. And, um, I, like, know the guy that's been doing it, too. And uh, a bunch of my friends said that I should have her beat up as well as this guy. And she also wants to get back together. And I was just wondering, what should I do? I mean, because I'm, like, in a lot of tight situations right now. All right, take it, teens. Do you care about her? Yeah. Well, I, then still, I still care about her. I mean, I really feel for her a lot. Right, have, then, you t- have you talked to her? Huh? Have you, if you talked to her, I mean, have you told her at all how you're feeling? Yeah, but, I mean, not like recently because I felt, I don't know, just whenever I see her, I kind of just get withdrawn a little bit. I mean, I get angered every time I see her, so... How do you know she's been cheating? Well, I mean, I had, like, an idea. I wasn't quite sure. I mean, like, some people had told me and stuff that she had been, but I really didn't believe her. I just thought they were probably full of it or something. I don't know. Have you asked her if she's cheating on you? I never really talked to her about it. I mean, I think I knew. I just didn't want to really deal with it. All right, listen, Kason. First off, uh, this uh, rococulous notion of having her beat up is uh, it's really border borders on criminal. Well, I, I so forget about criminal. that. It is criminal. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not really want to have her beat up. I mean, there's just some chicks. Yeah, it's not, you know, listen, this was, you know, many many a teen has, has been slapped around a little. It doesn't uh, doesn't mean anyone's to going to jail. To have somebody beat up. All right, that's a little weird. Yeah, is that is that really going to solve anything for you to have her beat up? Especially when you still well, care I mean, about her. He like. I mean, he knows that I was with her. and All right, l- listen, Kason, here's the situation. This thing's over. It's over. Yeah. She's cheating on you. She's showing her feelings through acting them out. It's a real tough situation. You guys got together when you're 11, so she's really burnt into your, to your soul. I mean, that is, a, that, that is a very young age to start a relationship. But uh, this, you've got to chalk this one up to experience. And believe me, it was going to end sooner or later anyway. you got to accept that. You have to accept that. That's the tough thing, is to realize yeah. that it, it is one of those things that has to end. But, but here's the important thing, that you don't do anything stupid. Just grieve a little bit, learn a little bit, mourn a little bit, and move on. But it's also, like, real hard to just of course it talk is. to her something because she goes to school with me, and uh, I see her, like, every day. Mm. I, I think you just have to steer clear of her, and you just have to move on. I mean, don't don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything stupid to her. Don't do anything stupid to yourself. Yeah. Because this will pass. But if you do something stupid, that will that will live on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so just don't act out. Just uh, take a little. You know, relationships are tough, and and there is, I mean, there is a downside to getting involved with a relationship, which is potentially. Something could happen. I mean, it's, it's really the downside of every aspect of life. It's like you have your dream job. You can now get fired from your dream job. You got your dream car. Your dream car can now be stolen or total. It's like you get the, you get the new pet and you know it's going to die. Right. Kind of thing, right? Right. Yeah, uh, All right, Cinderella. Shut, shut Ross's <laughs> mic off again. No, it, it is true. You get the dream pet, and uh, the dream pet could get squashed by uh, the neighbor's new dream car. Sometimes the dreams intersect. You see, Drew? But this this is the whole Cinderella myth. But let's get on the commercial. <laughs> the, the, this clock's about to strike 12 here. 
All right, Drew, why don't you take it as a commercial, smart guy? All right, go to break. <laughs> Do it, Drew. I, you, have, you have the button. <laughs> love line will be right back. Love line, I'll be right back after we kill the singer. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. The Brett Easton Ellis Podcast. I'm here with actor James Vanderbeek. Every career is really made up of so many more disappointments than successes. Oh, for sure. It is hard, I guess, not to get bitter. There has to be something yeah. in it that keeps you going. You know what saved me has actually been writing. And it's funny to say that because I, mean, I don't talk about it. Nobody really knows I've been doing it. And that's where I can actually start to express some of the things that I want to say, create some of the projects that I want to create. I think that's kept me sane. The Brett Easton Ellis Podcast at PodcastOne.com. Is my mic on? Yeah. It's two at 18. All right. Drew, are you done with your uh, side conversation so we can uh, wrap up and wrap down here? First, I want to say hi to uh, my friend Aloha. Some friend of mine called and said, say hi to my friend Aloha. She loves the show. And I said, Aloha, fine. Mahalo. I want to name my child Mahalo. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Made perfect sense to almost no one. Natalie Ross and Ada from the uh, teen uh, counseling line. The peer line, thank you very much. Thanks for having us. We uh, absolutely appreciate you guys coming out here. We know it was a great thrill for you. Now, <laughs> phone number 1 800 852 8336. That is in California. And please uh, call this number if you have any questions uh, pregnancy, drug abuse, uh, maybe you're just having some, uh, some bizarre thoughts. You want to get something off your chest. These are trained uh, teen counselors, they're not going to pass judgment. You can have a nice conversation with them. Also, uh, the number, if you're outside of California, is 310-855-HOPE. That's 855-4673. Do not worry about the tolls. You will call in. They'll get your number. They'll hang up almost immediately, and then they'll call you back. So it'll be a very nominal charge to you Six or your to folks. 6 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Right. Right. All right. You guys Seven are uh, doing okay. a great service. Can I yes. just say? Go ahead. Brother. Pam, I'm sorry, and David, I'll be there in 20 minutes. All right, uh, please. Uh, no shouting out to the oh, homies. I'm sorry. I, just I, now, I now ban you from the show. That's it. Blacklisted from Love Line. All right. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, until next time, this is Adam Kroll for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Love Line. The opinions expressed herein are not necessarily limo service for Love Line guests provided by Fox Limousine. And it certainly wasn't for me, Love Line producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Ubu. Ubu, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. Uh-huh. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.